Out of curiosity, when you think of a king, what comes to mind? Pause a moment and let those images remain present with you. My guess is that it's the attire that likely came first. You maybe picture it a crown and perhaps a long royal mantle made of silk and lined with fur. Could have been that a particular monarch entered your imagination, like Queen Elizabeth or Louis XIV. In any scenario, the person pictured was likely lavish in lifestyle, and they likely kept the company of and were surrounded by people who were similarly opulent or powerful or both. Though there have certainly been kings and queens who have been adored and are loved still, many were not. Over the long arc of history, there have been no shortage of tyrants, no shortage of rulers who would subjugate whoever they needed so that they might stay in control. In fact, if kings and queens are remembered at all, there's a good chance we know them by their wars and conquests. It's much less likely that an emperor or a sovereign would be known for peace, let alone nonviolence, though there are exceptions. And though we don't have kings in this country, we certainly have had leaders who hoarded wealth and who kept similar company. We've certainly had leaders who would subjugate whoever they needed to stay in control. And we certainly, in this country, have had leaders who are known for wars and conquest at the expense of peace. So yes, while we don't have kings and lords in America, that doesn't mean we don't know something about empire. If anything, we probably know it too well. In our gospel passage from St. John, and through every encounter with the Lord Jesus, we are given quite a different depiction of kingship. Hauled before Pontius Pilate and the full authority of Rome, Jesus is questioned about his kingdom. In the exchange that happens by way of these verses, we can see the entirety of empire called into question and the life-giving release that is possible as a consequence. And so it's no wonder. It's no wonder that Jesus was eventually condemned and sent to a state-sanctioned death because Pilate had every reason to fear that Christ would disrupt the, the status quo. Pilate had every reason to believe that this way of Jesus was a threat to the things he held dear, and he was right. On Christ the King Sunday, we celebrate and we proclaim this different depiction of kingship that Jesus offers us. On this feast, we are given a new opportunity to choose life, to choose mercy and compassion, to choose justice over subjugation and truth over fear, because that's what it means to say Jesus is Lord. And what flows from this, what must naturally follow the celebration and proclamation is a question, which is that if we mean what we say, if we truly believe that Christ is our King, then we must continually ask ourselves what it looks like for Jesus to be sovereign in our lives. We must regularly return our hearts to recommit as we wonder 
What does it mean to be subject to God? In St. Paul's letter to the Philippians, he writes, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility regard others as better than yourselves. Let each of you look not to your own interests, but to the interests of others. Let the same mind be in you that was in Christ Jesus. In short, in miniature, that's our vocation as Christians. That's our call and our summons. To reject ambition that only feeds the self. To give reverence to the needs of others. And to pray daily with fervor and passion to be so filled with the knowledge and love of God that we might let the same mind be in us that was in Christ Jesus. That's what it means to be subject to God. It means daily offering ourselves in obedience to God's will so that we might know perfect freedom, so that we might glimpse eternity in the face of things that are fleeting and restore hope that this old world is not done being made new. And when you think about it on those terms, it really starts to sound quite marvelous, doesn't it? It makes you wonder why we let those other people and things think they're in control. How could they even compete? No, sir, give us this bread always. Inspire our hearts with your majesty and rule them. Put your word, your most holy name on our lips and grant us courage to be so governed so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bend in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord.